0: From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Sounding Board. Um, we're here on this month's edition of Starting Little, Ending Big with our amazing elementary school counselors and friends. Um, welcome back, everybody. We are back from break. I have with me Gina and Holly and Elise. Welcome back, guys. So good to see you guys.
1: Yay! Thanks. Time to be back. back here.
0: I know. So, have you, How have you guys been? How has the summer been for everybody? Short,
2: (laughs) just jump in, yeah. Short, yes, but it's been good, it's been a good summer, yeah.
3: It's nice to rejuvenate,
0: yes, it is. This is the first summer in seven years that I have not sold pest control door to door. It has been wonderful,
1: (laughs) (laughs) good, wow.
0: So, um, has school started for any of you guys yet? Like, are you guys, at least your contract hours, have they started yet for anybody?
2: I have, but I don't work in a traditional school. So I am back on contract. I was never really off contract.
0: Right. You're one of those, those, those lame full year <laughs> <Yep>. head honchos.
2: <laughs> no, no, just, <laughs> <laughs> but I did take a couple weeks off. So that, that's
0: yeah. good. Um, we start back up next Monday, our contract hours start back up. Um, And I'm at a high school. Yeah, you too. When do you start back up, Elise?
3: We have optional professional development next week. And then we actually begin on the, well, then we start the following Monday.
0: Gotcha. It is coming so fast. And I know there are so many brand new elementary school counselors um, out there that, A... We're hired and they're the only elementary school counselor at their school. And they're like, you get to have the program. And they're like, I don't know what a program even is. Um, So let's talk a little bit about the starting of school, like, and what that looks like for an elementary school counselor, what your guys is. Cause like my, my first like month of school is nothing but schedule changes. Cause that's high school big, long line out to the gym door. I want to change my class. I want to be with Jimmy. I I don't want gym. I don't want language arts. Yes, you need to graduate. I don't want it. You're going to have it. Get out of my office. Bye. Um, But elementary school looks very different from a high school. So I'm I'm interested to hear. And I I know there's so many school counselors out there that want to hear it too. Um, What it's going to look like the start of the year, what we need to prioritize, how we can keep our sanity so we're not drowning. Let's hear it. Lay it on us.
2: Can I just jump in with this, just to start with? The thing that's cool about Utah is our model is a K-12 model. So even though your beginning of the school year, Nate, is focused on schedule changes, elementary school counselors can rely on that model and jump into that model and start implementing the program as it's designed to be. So that's the cool thing about Utah's approach. Even though elementary school counseling is fairly new in Utah, it is structured under the same model. So I just wanted to put that out there because I think that's important for our counselors to recognize that that model that we refer to in secondary schools, and even though there's the accountability pieces that are in place in secondary and not in elementary, the model itself, the foundational structure, is the same. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, some yes, people get again. confused. Oh, hi, Sorry, some people get confused because there's a lot of secondary language in the model, but it's easy to adapt to elementary. Mm-hmm. If you look at um, the time allocation, that gives you a really good idea of where you want to focus your attention.
0: And for elementary school, um, where is that time? Because I know in high school, it's pretty like it's quartered up. There's a lot of 25s, a lot of 10s mm-hmm. and 15s. Um, but like, we're like a quarter of your time is going to be classroom collaborations. And then a quarter yeah, of your time so- is going to be. But yeah so what does
3: it look like 45% um... yeah 45% of our time is spent on collaborative classroom instruction and then you've got 10% on your plan for college and career um, readiness and and actually a big part of that falls into the collaborative classroom instruction so it could be up to 55% of your time so the first thing you've got to do well, you want to get on board with your administrator and help them see what your plan is. A lot of times a school counselor will be hired. They'll go to the school. Hey, I'm your new school counselor. And the administrator will say, great, we've got all these fires we need you to put out. Right. Well, we do put out some fires, but our main focus is on prevention. Mm-hmm. And we do that prevention through that collaborative classroom instruction. And that also helps us meet the. Um, or reach 100% of our students.
0: Mm -hmm. And so like, let's say you get there first week of school and you talk with your administration and then do you like prepare what groups, how you're going to dive into your, get into the classrooms? Cause I mean, that's like half your time that you're not in your office. And so when you get into your office, do you just like go down your email list and like knock out that drowning hydro pump of emails and then until you have to go back into a classroom
3: well Um, i i keep talking and i want to give gina a chance too but i know there's some days when things are so busy i have to tell myself don't look at emails until school's over (laughs) but go ahead gina well i was just gonna say
1: you know um as you say elementary school counseling is new it is new for a lot of people but for a lot there's not and so really understanding those people who have been in the system for a while and and know what to do reach out to those people reach out to those elementary school counselors that have been in the job for 10 15 20 years because there there are plenty of those in the state and they can give you so much information about how to do it but um like Elise said, your number one thing is your classroom instruction. So you're going to want to get that scheduled. It needs to be scheduled on for the year, so you know where you're going on a daily basis. And then prioritizing, like Elise said, put your emails off till the end of school. You don't need to be answering them all day long by any means. I love that we've
3: got a lot to do, and. The first thing on your calendar is that collaborative classroom instruction that's got to be the first thing and then you build the rest of your program around that.
2: Well, and What I love about having the collaborative classroom instruction as your main focus is it allows you to implement a tiered approach to student responses. So if you have taught a concept school wide, then when you have those students who are struggling with it and need a tier two approach. You already have a foundation. You've already taught that. Now you're reinforcing it, giving us a second dose, not new instruction, because that decreases the amount of fires you have to put out Mm -hmm. if you already have that tier one approach. So I also love that school counseling in elementary school really does look at a tiered approach implementation.
0: And so when it comes to collaborative classroom instruction, um, are you guys kind of just To your own devices to figure out how to give lessons, what lessons to give, creating them from scratch, like teachers do. Is there a curriculum for the S the social emotional learning?
1: Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's a really good question. (laughs) I mean, first of all, you're gonna want to do some kind of a needs assessment of what your school personally needs. Um, But at the same time, again, there's so many counselors that are more than willing to share lesson after lesson after lesson. You do not have to rewrite this. So it's just a matter of we share, we pass on to other people. I get emails all the time just says, hey, do you have a lesson on anxiety? You bet I do. Here you go. And you just pass it on. So You know, just really trying to focus on what the needs of your school are. There's Mm -hmm. basic needs for every school. There's no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. And so reaching out again to those counselors that know and let them help you, you know, lay out what, what needs to happen.
0: And if you don't have counselors in your corner, if you are by your lonesome, or if you don't feel like you have a support team, these three wonderful ladies have their emails in the description of this podcast that you can ask them questions and they will be happy to help you, Um, of course, within reason. Um, Nate, on
2: that, I think that's one of the most powerful things that as counselors, regardless of whether you're elementary or secondary school counselor is building your network. I mean, like these two ladies, I have reached out to them, they've reached out to me, and we've been doing it for a long time. And yet we still reach out to each other for support and help. So it's building that network and connecting with people so that you do have a toolbox that isn't just what you've developed, but others have as well.
0: A lot of people feel like, oh, because there's there's no other counselors at my school, or maybe even like not even close to me, like district lies, like every single elementary school counselor in my district is a new hire like me and it's easy to feel like we have no supports but with that network building like meeting other school counselors that's why we go to conference guys bt dubs plug for conference this Mm -hmm. year go to conference it's awesome um it's in november um but so you can make network connections so you can connect with other counselors and grow that support so that like when you're like crap uh, how do i give a lesson anxiety how do i give a lesson about 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 you know grounding techniques um then you can reach out and talk to different people and learn different things gather different information and then implement what will work for you um if you're listening Slight disclaimer that I need to apologize for. Not really. There's no one easy fix for anything. You're still going to have to figure some things out for yourself. There's no manual of a step by step. Every single day, here's how you do it. That's the beauty of a counselor life. It's going to be different, and there's going to be curveballs, and you're going to have to kind of roll with it. But that 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 foundation that we have, the program that Utah has, that is K through 12. It's written for K through 12. And so it will work for the elementary school level as well. That, that's what I really love about it. Now, so you have your collaborative classroom instruction, right? That's what you're doing most of the time. What does that look like most of the time? Is that, is that primarily social emotional learning? Yeah, you've
3: got your mindsets and competencies. And we're uh, making sure that we address those along with our school needs. Um, As far as time, Gina can say what she does. For me, the kindergarten through second grade, I spend 15 minutes once a week. And the third through sixth grade, it's 30 minutes once a week. In my school, I go to their classroom, but Gina's looks a little bit different. Um, I I go to two schools. One of the schools, I'm part of the specials rotation, even though I still go into their classroom. Um, But I make sure that the teacher is always there when I'm teaching. They need to reinforce those skills that we're teaching the students. Um, And then the other school, I just have a weekly time that I go in. But when I went to five schools, I just went in once a month. So you've got to look at what... um, your caseload is, and then make a determination on how often that you can go. I would say at a very minimum, once a month, if you can do once a week, that's very powerful. That
0: Mm -hmm. would stress me out so much being in over five schools. I, holy flippin moly. Um, I fortunately now I feel like more and more elementary schools are have getting to have their own counselor or in some case, counselors, <gasps> what? Um, so that you don't have to spread yourself so thin. Um, Gina, I saw you're gearing up to say something.
1: I was just going to say, um, yeah, I I actually get, I'm lucky. And I know that I get to have my own classroom in the school and I am just part of their specials. So they go to library, they come, they go to art, they come to Mrs. Jane's for life skills lessons. So I do know that I'm lucky. They just rotate into me. So I see, um, the only classroom I go into is the kindergarten classrooms because um, they're like herding cats, you know. But everybody else comes. Oh my to gosh, me. yep.
0: Yeah. I have a I have a almost four year old who's going to be in kindergarten next school year. God bless everyone's souls. Oh my goodness, <laughs> child. He has ADOS of attention. T- Ooh, shiny, like 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 all kindergartners do. Um, anyway, yes. Wow, wow. Yeah.
1: It's so fun to have them come though. We love it. I love it. I love yeah. that half an hour. I get to spend with them every week. But I also wonderful allows- to remind you that the state has the elementary implementation guide, which is awesome and really lays out how to do a program too. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your hands on that, you do need your hands on that. And it's yep. a specific implementation guide for elementary.
0: And I'm pretty sure there's a free PDF that's really accessible mm-hmm. and that I've clicked on multiple times. Um, so that will also be in the podcast description. If you have not had your hands on it, there will be a hyperlink to that. So you can download it, print it off, do what works for you, have that on your hands. Holly, you yeah, have to Yeah, I was just
2: going to say, because, well, you, you said kind of what, how do you focus and what do you start with that first week? So I always did with my school when I was in there. And I had kids who had been with me for five years and I had kids who had never seen me before. But I always did a lesson on what is the school counselor and how can they be of support to you? I think in secondary, we kind of skip over that because, well, we're the school counselors. Doesn't everybody know what the school counselor does? But in elementary school, because it does look different, we really do spend time talking to the kids about what is a school counselor and how they help support the students at school. And that's starting that relationship. And when you are in the classroom, as much as Gina and Elise are, and how I was in not quite as often, but at least two times a month, you can build those relationships with students. And just the most powerful thing that we do, I think, is building those relationships so we can provide the support. And it's through that collaborative classroom instruction. Mm
0: -hmm. I like that. Because honestly, like, we're there for the kids. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we want the program and we want, like... I, I don't know. I feel like all of us as counselors, we have a kind of a a, a predisposition to be kind of a, like a personality type A, like, let's get it done. Let's get it my way. Let's make this pretty. Um, but when it comes down to it, it, we're all about the kids, the relationships with the kids, it helping them, helping them to succeed, get them ready for college and career readiness, even at the elementary school level, giving them those social, emotional um keys to and tools to 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 be able to be resilient i mean i feel like that's i think that in and of itself is probably some of the best college and career readiness tools that they receive in elementary school is those social emotional learning tools because if you don't get it there how, how are you like how are you going to learn how to be resilient as a teenager if you didn't learn how to do it as a little kid you know, well, in the right.
3: elementary level, they're very teachable and they listen to what we say. In fact, they mm-hmm. see us as rock stars. I think they're like Mrs. Hansen, Mrs. James. You know, they're always just so excited to see us. And of course, we want to make sure that our lessons are fun and engaging and uh, but take advantage of how teachable they are at this age. They may they may forget as they reach their teenage years, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. They still Mm -hmm. remember. And I've had students um, approach me and say, oh, Mrs. Hanson, I still remember this lesson. It helped me so much. And, you know, it's after they've graduated from high school or I use this skill. I remember a student coming to me and saying, well, he was in sixth grade and he said, Mrs. Hanson, I just want to tell you those things
0: you teach us really work. (laughs) <laughs> wow look at that huh? <laughs>
2: um,
0: so like how did you guys develop the schedule of what lessons that you would teach in what order is that already something that's predetermined in the program or is that something that you had freedom with that you look at the needs of the school and then you plan out with the teachers or with the principal or like how do you schedule out all of that classroom time
2: I think there's some that it makes sense that you're going to do earlier. Like, I don't know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to bet Gina and Elise have done lessons like this. I always needed to do a listening lesson and a tattling versus reporting lesson with my mm-hmm. students. And those the teachers wanted at the beginning of the school year. They didn't want kids talking about communication skills and listening in May. They wanted it in August and September. And the tattling, the earlier you got that into the schedule, the better off it was. After that, there was a lot of flexibility in what my teachers wanted based on what the needs assessment results were. So I would pose to my teachers, here's the results. What's your priorities? And ask them for another kind of a survey, but another needs assessment of of these topics. Which ones are your highest focus? That's how I did it.
0: Okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and you're always going to get your bullying in right at the first of the year. There's just, um, you know, I'm more than willing to share my schedule of what my lessons look like through the year. Another thing that elementary school counselors will sometimes say to me is I can't give them that lesson again because they got it last year. But that is not what the research says. Research actually says if you hit something once, you'll have zero effect. But you actually have a much higher effect if you hit that over and over and over Yeah, the lesson doesn't have to be exactly the same, but the information is important that they hear it Mm -hmm. many times before it starts to sink in. It's just like in in a regular classroom, teach, reteach, teach, teach, reseach. We're doing the same exact thing with social emotional skills.
0: Yeah. And so new new counselors out there, if you're trying to figure out what the heck are you going to teach and how, when the heck are you going to teach it? That's when you get to talk to your teachers and collaborate with your school. That's when you get to get together with your, you can request to have a meeting with all the teachers and the principal and say, hey, I'm, I'm so excited to be here. I'm trying to, you know, be the best asset to our school possible and help the kids out best that I can. And so what are the needs? Like, You know, we've taken an assessment, but I want to hear from you guys and hear from them so that you can schedule. And, okay, so if we do this this time of year, do you think that'll benefit everybody? So when you have that, well, A, when the teachers buy into it, it's so much easier to steal their teaching time. Mm -hmm. Um, I shouldn't say it like that. We're not taking advantage of anyone, I promise. Um, But like when the teachers buy in, they're not going to be begrudgingly handing us because the teaching time is precious. And so um, having them on board is a really, really big, really big component of that. And if you're looking for a schedule of I I still don't know, I still don't know. Email us because we are happy to help. Well, by us, I mean them because I am not a, I'm an elementary school counselor. Um, and maybe someday, maybe someday. And then I will also be emailing them um, because, <laughs> for some help and assistance.
2: Nate, um, I wanted to address something that you kind of brought up a couple of times and I think we keep skirting around it. There are programs out there that you can use. There definitely are. And I don't want to say that we shouldn't use those because they're evidence-based, research-based and they have proof that they do work. But there's also a lot of processes that need to go in place to decide on a curriculum. Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest for any counselor, regardless of whether they're veteran or new, if they're wanting to implement a SEL, social emotional learning, life skills, whatever terminology you want to use, curriculum, that you go through a vetting process so that there is school buy-in from parents, teachers, staff, and it becomes a systemic approach to your implementation not just this is holly's program
0: right right this
2: looked good on the internet and so i want to try it yeah
0: <laughs> like something is actually evidence based and you know all those 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 fun things we learn in college where we get to look at the data actually instead mm-hmm. of just anecdotal that make me feel good. And I saw it on social media. Um,
3: I have a mixture, you know, some of them I create my own and actually love to create the lessons. And some of them are programs that um, we've seen that are valuable. And so I make my lessons based on those programs. And then one thing I wanted to address that you mentioned, Nate, um, was taking the teacher's, teaching time well we're actually enhancing their teaching time when the kids have these skills that we teach it makes teaching easier for them and they have that mindset of learning so it really is worth that time to have us in the classroom
0: yes absolutely yes i love how that how that is rephrased uh enhancing the teaching time instead of taking away from it because the only only thing that we're taking away per se is time but we are enhancing the time that they have with the teacher moving forward um from the things that they learn with us i love that um well, guys, I am so excited to be doing these on a monthly basis again, be coming back out. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Starting Little, Ending Big on the Sounding Board from the Utah School Counselors Association. Um, do you guys have any parting words for any of the newbie elementary school counselors listening? And before we wrap up, you've got smile,
3: her. get to know their names you know, and call them by name, that's a great way to connect with the students. Mm -hmm. Be happy, be excited to be there.
1: It's a great job. Best job ever.
3: It is. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Well,
0: so happy to see you guys again. So happy for all of you who are listening in again. Make sure to catch starting little, ending big every single month on this podcast. Um, make sure to go check out the Utah School Counselor Association and all their uh, social media handles: Instagram, Twitter. Maybe um, all those are going to be in the podcast description, along with the uh, with the Utah model and the elementary school guide. Um, is that what it's called, the elementary school guide? <laughs> implementation implementation there we go that's also going to be in the podcast description hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will see you on the next one Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the school counselors association USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news events and issues you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah school counselor and on Twitter at USCAtweets. tweets the mission of the Utah school counselors association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy professional development recognition and support this podcast would not be possible without the support of our members we'll have more ideas to share with you next week Let's go!